0: Welcome to A Free Solution.
1: Yes, it is Larry Sharp. So, I mean, I cannot believe that it is Christmas is over. It's already gone. Can you believe it? And you might say to yourself, Larry, didn't you chat about Christmas last time? A little bit. A little bit. I had a pretty good Christmas. I celebrate. I know not everybody does. Uh, I hope that if you do celebrate, you had a great Christmas. And if you didn't, I hope that you still had a good weekend. Either way, whatever case may be. But why would I bring up Christmas? I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. And I think you'll enjoy it. And it will make sense as I keep going on. The first thing, I happen to like video games. I do. And many people, like me, do like video games. Great. The issue here, though, is I don't have that much time to play anymore. I don't have that much time to play. And the types of games that I enjoy, I'm not a 20-something, so I enjoy games that are basically boring to most people. Games like... Uh, grand strategy war games and things like that. I enjoy those types of games that take literally hours upon hours upon hours and days and days to finish and play. I enjoy those. Very boring, I know. But that's what I like. One of my favorite games is a game called Civilization, also known as Civ. Some of you who may play may know that. It came out probably in the 90s, the first one. Now they're like on Civ 6 because they keep going on as they keep growing. So I enjoy playing that game. Why would I tell you that? Because what I often would do is schedule time during breaks. Like I'll take time off on my birthday or Father's Day or um, Thanksgiving uh, holiday or Christmas holiday. This time I didn't play. I was busy even during the Christmas holiday. So I wasn't able to do that because I'd been ignoring my family for far too long. And I couldn't just go into my basement and play video games all day, which I have done certain days. I've done that before. That has been my MO, but I didn't this time. But I remember something. Here's your story. One of the games I was playing, and if those of you who don't play can imagine, you begin the game at the beginning of civilization, like 4,000 BC, and you grow your civilization until like 2050 or something like that. I've forgotten the actual year that you're supposed to end. And that's a long game as you glorious civilization. Well, one time I was stuck on an island fighting one other civilization. And I spent all my time, because I had lost one of my cities to this civilization. I would focused everything I could on just taking back this one city. It was almost like a passion. It was my white whale, right? That was uh, Cap Nahab. And I had to take care of this. I had to get this back. And I focused everything on taking the city back. And I did. And I finally reconquered the city. And I went back and I fought this war, won this war eventually, pushed them off my island, and thought, now I've won. See, look at me. I felt so proud of myself. By the time I'd gone to other islands, I'd realized something. That civilization had already spawned In other islands. They spread, sorry, spread other islands. So they were still growing. They weren't gone. Not just that. When I got to other islands, other civilizations had spent so much time not fighting silly, pointless wars that they had grown and become much more powerful than I could ever become. I was going to lose that game. That wasn't going to work. It was a bad idea. But it seemed like a really good idea at the time. I had an immediate threat in front of me, and I had to finish it. I had to fight it. I did everything I could to fight it. I focused everything on that. And while I was doing it, I had a purpose. And while I was doing that, I thought it was the right thing. And then I'd won. It looked great. And I felt like I was winning. Things, Everything's awesome. Later, I realized, wow how much time and energy and effort I'd put into this when, meanwhile, the rest of the world had grown. I'd actually set myself up for failure because I didn't think past this one war. I didn't think past this one goal, this one threat. I didn't think past it. Why do I tell you this story? Because we're watching this right now in New York State. We're watching it. We're watching as we fight everything and focus every single thing on just the virus. That's it. Not that we shouldn't. The virus does matter. It's real. I'll be clear on this. And what you hear me is I'm not saying we shouldn't care about it. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's not the only thing. Now, clearly, I am not a fan of the way the government's been handling this. I've been very vocal on this. And I also understand something else goes back to my war game. I'm losing the way I'm fighting right now. I'm not winning right now. And if you're thinking the way I am, we're not winning right now. We can see this. We can keep banging our head against the wall if we want to. We can keep throwing men into the meat grinder. Or we can try to fight a different way. And I'm thinking about a different way. I'm thinking about my war game scenario. And what I should have been thinking about is, okay, I've got this problem. I've got this city I have to take back. I've got this enemy on my island. I've got to fight. Okay, great. But what about after? What happens after that? This would be my question. For my governor, for my mayor, and for my soon-to-be new mayor, what happens after? After that, what happens after that? How do we build or rebuild, should I say, New York City, New York State? How do we rebuild this? For those of you who don't know, New York State, again, I think it's the third year in a row, number one state when it comes to people leaving it. Officially, over 300,000 in 2020. They don't have twenty twenty one numbers yet. Officially, over 300,000. I know it's half a million, That's fine. Whatever, because they're not coming back. So how do we fix that? What happens after we secure our island? Then what happens? Do we find the rest of the world has advanced past us? Do we find that we can't rebuild our economy and that people keep leaving? Is that what we find? So what I will ask my governor and my soon-to-be new mayor... Okay, you're going to clamp us down. Okay, what happens after that? What happens once you beat back the opponent that is the virus? Okay, you beat the virus back. Got it, we won. Awesome, and a good thing. Nothing happy about that. What happens next? And here is what I know is their answer. Nothing. There is no answer. And as I knew once I had found the rest of the world after I'd had my victory and felt awesome, and I crossed the sea and found the rest of the world had moved past me, and I was in trouble, and I was gonna lose this game. My worry is New York State is gonna win and beat back the virus, yes, and then be in a position to where it's a no-win situation, to where the state continues to fail, People keep leaving, and literally, the state will have to default. It simply will not be able to pay its bills. It just won't be. Already it can't. But at one point, whenever that point comes, Uncle Joe is going to stop writing checks. He's writing checks now, but one day he's going to stop. Either someone else takes his place, or he realizes he can't write them anymore, or something. But at one point, Uncle Joe's... Well, it would be Uncle Sam's at that point, because Joe might be gone. So Uncle Sam will stop writing checks to New York State. And when that happens, what do we do? What do we do when we lose yet another congressman? What happens when we lose even more bodies and our budget keeps going up? I feel like we're losing. We may be winning this battle. I'm unsure we are. I'll just give it to them. We're winning the battle, fine. My worry is we're losing the war badly with no plan to fix it or make things better. I have been punishing myself watching almost all of the press conferences from the mayors and the governors. None of them have a plan for anything other than the virus. It's as if it's the only thing that's happening in our state. Nothing else is happening in our state. No one is having any problems financially. No one is is having a a, a problem with their business. No one is, is, is dying of cancer or heart disease or anything else. Nothing else is happening. Can't we do more than one thing? Sadly, I think no. I think we can only do one thing, how is that okay? And why are we okay with that? If you're for our queen, you go, yay, queen. Go, do it, you're awesome. If you're against our queen, you're wrong, you're bad. Here's what I would say, who's gonna help the state? Why is it focused on her only? Why is it focused on us? was my game story interesting or was it silly tell me 585-346-3000 let me know what you thought I thought it was interesting even though I am a gaming geek when you have a chance reach out happy to or you can always go to a free solution and get in the chat it's Larry Sharp W-Y-S-L a free solution back after the break
2: Free solution.
1: Yes, Lottery Sharp here on a free solution. W Y S L, Rochester, New York. W A C K, Newark, New York. The cool Newark. Yes, I know. I always say that. Sorry, Jersey. My Newark is cooler than yours. That's how it works? So yes, we are here. So happy that you have joined me and given me a couple of minutes of your afternoon here on a free solution. And here's the best part: free solution. It's on every single day. Yeah, at noon. Absolutely, we have Kevin Wilson. We got Tim O'Connor. I try to grab Andrew Hollister whenever I can. So we get all kinds of cool people on here every single day at noon. How do you figure this out? No worries. Go to a free solution YouTube page or a free solution Facebook page and you can listen. Absolutely. Before the break, I was talking about video games. Talking about large scale plans let me walk down some more large scale plans have you noticed for those of you in new york state so those of you out may not notice this but we notice we had our ag our in theory attorney general but in new york state ag does not stand for attorney general it stands for aspiring governor and I think we have an echo. Do we have an echo? My chat's tell me we have an echo. Do we still have it? It is fixed. There we go. Thank you, chat, for letting me know that we have an echo. Awesome. Love my chat. So, where was it? Oh, yes. Our aspiring governor has decided that, no, we don't want to run for governor anymore. What? She's going to stay as Attorney General and beat up Trump. Okay. Now, if you look at any of the mayoral press conferences, the current uh, current mayor, who will be soon gone in a couple of days, spends all of his time telling us how awesome Governor Hochul is. I'm not joking. They spend all their time. How awesome she is, she's does a great job, she is, you know, awesome and cool and helping us out, all those things. That's nice. It is nice. But I thought he was running for governor. If he's running for governor, why would he spend all this time telling us how great the current governor is, who will literally be, in theory, his um, opponent? Hmm. Maybe he's not going to run either? Is everyone now falling behind Governor Hochul? If that's true, and I don't know that to be true, I know it looks like that's the case. I could be wrong. But if everyone in the Democratic establishment is starting to fall behind Governor Hochul, does that mean there'll be no primary? Does that mean everyone will back off and she'll just be anointed? Is that what that means? If that's true, think about how broken our democracy is in New York State. I'm serious. If that's true, we all know that New York State is dominated by the Democratic Party. Everyone knows this, this is not brand new news. We know this already, dominated. If that's the case, they've decided that she is gonna be the nominee. Well, if the Democratic Party runs New York State, There is, where's your democracy? Doesn't exist. The party runs the state. The party says there's going to be no primary. Here is your governor. Shut up and accept it. Why bother showing up at the polls? And that sadly, I believe, is the goal. To just make that happen. To make sure it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do. What if you're unhappy with what the governor's doing? Does it matter? No. What's your recourse? None. What if you don't like what the the government's doing? What's your recourse? None. They tell you, vote. Why? This is why you hear me constantly saying the same thing. Only one of two people will win in New York. The Democratic nominee or an outsider. That's it. That's the only two people who can win, a Democratic nominee, or an outsider. That's it, and the outsider has to have one of two things: be very popular, or have tons and tons and tons of money, or both. That's always the hope, right? That you get both, but one of those two things, or there's no way. You know, could someone like uh, I don't know if he's a a resident of New York State, but you know, in theory. Could someone like a Mark Cuban come in and beat Kathy Hochul? In theory, yes. I don't. Again, I don't know if he could. If he would, I'm just saying in theory. He's popular and has lots of money. He could, or someone like him, whoever that person might be, or Democratic nominee. Why do you think I'd run for governor again? Because I think I'm an outsider. I hope I'm an outsider. I hope I am. That's the only chance for victory. And even that's not high. I get that. But that's what I'm talking about. My game analogy from before the break showed a folly that someone playing a video game might fall for. That folly in my game is irrelevant. These aren't real people, right? The, the, the civilization is a fantasy. It doesn't exist. It's a game. Who cares if I'm bad at it or not? It's a game. But New Yorkers are real people. This isn't a game. It's real. Lives are affected. It matters for sometimes generations. That folly hurts literally millions of people. That's why I'm worried. This is one of the reasons why I talk constantly, constantly about localization. Because some of those same mistakes will be made. People are humans. They'll make mistakes. But if I make a mistake at a local level, I affect thousands of people, not millions. And then there are people outside of my error that I hope care and love me that will try to help. So not only do I only affect thousands, but I still have others outside to come in and assist. But when millions are affected, who's there to help? We're all screwed. And then millions are affected. Humans will make mistakes. We are humans. I wish we were perfect. We're not. Not even me. I know some of you. I've just shattered your image of me being perfect. I am not. But even that. So now if the errors are being made and no one's thinking about our future, I'm sorry, it's not true. And no one is caring or planning about our future. That's better, they do think about it. They just don't care and aren't planning for it. But if no one's planning for it or cares about our future and it affects all of us, 18 million New Yorkers, think about the punishment that we're all gonna take with no recourse. There's the worst part. What if they're totally wrong and I'm right? And everything I'm talking about comes to pass. So far, I've been talking trash since 2017 and I've been right. Let's say I'm right again. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. And you guys can point your finger at me and go, Larry, you are wrong. New York State's awesome. I hope I'm wrong. That'd be amazing. I could stay here and not run. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're all pointing your finger. Call me an idiot. Tell me how dumb I am. And I was totally wrong. I hope I am. But I think you guys know I'm probably right. And if I am, what's our recourse? And the worst part is, it goes from us to the rest of the nation. That comes next. Sounds scary, I know. Tell me what you think. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp on WYSL and WACK of Free Solution. Back with your calls. And I will get to you, chat, I promise. And your comments back at the break.
0: A free solution.
1: So happy to have you all here. Larry Sharp, host of the Sharpway Show. So, yes, often I'm there. If you want to check me out in the Sharpway Show, you can check out sharpway.com if you want to, or check me out personally, larrysharp.com. Google Larry Sharp, Google Sharpway. I'm on all the internet things, all of them. Happy to connect and chat with you there when you have a moment. Awesome. But today, right now, here on WISL, Rochester, New York, WACK in Newark, New York, of free Solutions. So happy to have you here. 585-346-3000. Before the break, I was talking about games, ideas, tactics, the future, and how grand strategy can basically beat us all up. A bunch of people in the chat kind of... Stepped in. I want to grab a couple of those from the chat. Jim says, I love Civ 6. I got to tell you, I think I enjoyed Civ 5 better. It took me a long time to kind of get into Civ 6. Initially, I didn't like it at all. After like years, I started to enjoy it better. But I think I enjoyed 5 better. We'll see. Let's hope 7 is even better. Assuming there'll be a 7. There will always be a 7. Sorry, guys. Geek talk. But yeah. Absolutely. Joe says I spent way too many hours on a simulator online game called Travian. Travian? Hope I'm spelling it right. Saying it right. The the idea of playing video games is a great idea. I love it. The the worry that I think many people have about it is it can absorb you. It can be an addiction almost, right? And what I would say for those of you who play, I'm a fan. I like. I do but they can suck up a lot of your time. They can crush a lot of your time. But I do think it can be friendly. And let me give you an example of what we do during, during the Christmas time and holiday times in my, in my uh, family. I have two daughters. They also love video games. Not mine, obviously. They don't like boring grand strategy simulators. Not their thing, obviously. They like things like Roblox and Minecraft and stuff like that. Now, because I played video games as a kid, And as an adult, too, I don't mind jumping on those games and I'll play Roblox with my daughters or I'll play Minecraft with my daughters. I'm happy to do it because I've told her before, but I want to say it again. Years ago, probably six or seven years ago, my oldest daughter, she was watching um, YouTube by herself one day. And I was looking at her and she was watching a a YouTuber. Some of you may know, he's very popular, PewDiePie. Very popular YouTuber. Um, particularly for kids. Um, Now, maybe more adults because he's been around for a long time, but then heavily for kids. I'm assuming he still has lots of kids who watch. So my daughter was watching him, and she was watching him watching someone else play a video game. He was commenting on the other person playing the video game. To me, that seemed crazy. I was like, why wouldn't you either just watch the video game yourself or play the game yourself? But you're watching someone else watch someone play a game so i asked her i said sweetheart wh- why are you watching that and she said well i kind of feel like he's with me and we're watching it together and i was like oh brilliant it feels i guess that's pewdiepie's talent right because that's why he's a popular youtuber people watching him feel like they're with him when he's obviously just watching someone play a game and Most of the videos she was watching were older videos. So he wasn't even, it wasn't even live. That makes any sense, right? So I thought, okay, it's it's brilliant. So I said, I'm gonna join in. So I started playing the video games with her. And so as some of you may have heard my engineer talking about playing Risk, group game, everyone gets together. I used to play the game as a kid too. So now I have all my family, if we wanna play video games, come together on our our, um, devices and we play in the same room. So it's almost like a, like a, a family game. We're playing with it, Roblox or Minecraft or whatever is the game we wanna play, and we all play together in the same room. So we're talking, chatting, coming up with plans, and we're being family-like with the video game. That's just my view of dealing with that so that it doesn't become a, a difficult um, a place where you're in your basement all day playing without your family. Right? I would like to still have connections to the best of our ability. So I must have pushed someone's button because I got Keith cu- calling now. Keith from Churchville. Keith, how are you, my friend?
2: I'm okay. Actually, I'm a little closer into Riga, but um, Riga, Churchville. Uh, I want to go from the uh, playing of video games to the more science, and I want to give three facts. Okay. The n- number For China, the number of their gifted advanced students – is greater than all of our students combined. Just their gifted advanced, more than we have. Secondly, uh, on a world rating, our teachers are rated only number 30th in the world. And third, half of all American patents are being taken out by Asian Americans, well above their numbers in the general population. So tying those three together... Uh, just to say it generically, Americans, like many people, like to play games, but the Chinese are coming on hard and fast in so far as the development, the hard sciences. Are our people in the future going to be able to keep up with the Chinese?
1: It is a critically good question, and that's kind of what I was saying in my opening when I was talking about the idea of us focusing so much on one thing while the rest of the world continues to grow and expand. I think, yes, you've hit it perfectly. And in many cases, we are already behind, right? In certain cases, we're ahead and we're starting to lose. And in other areas, we're already behind and not advancing. And we should be spending our time figuring out how do we advance? Now, one of the points you brought up with them having more advanced gifted students than we have students, when it comes to sheer numbers, We're not going to be able to beat them on that, right? They have four times our population. We're not going to beat them on sheer numbers. Since we know that, we've got to beat them in other areas. We have to beat them on quality versus quantity. Am I making sense, Keith?
2: Uh, I want to ask before you let me go. Militarily, I've heard right or wrong that Taiwan makes 90% to say it of the world's microchips, if China makes a true grab for Taiwan, where does that leave the rest of the world? And do we have the American courage, along with our supposed allies, to stand up to a communist red China? If they grab Taiwan, what is going to be the world situation?
1: Um, you, wow, two different ones. All right, let me, let me wrap up my, the last one, and then I'll cover that one too. We have to worry about quality, not quantity in America. And if we focus on quality, we can still win. Right? That's how we win against China. Quality, not quantity. So if we focus on that, that's a victory in the marketplace if that makes any sense. Now, militarily in Taiwan, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you and others something that I think is gonna happen, and you won't be happy. But I'm gonna tell you what I think is gonna happen. America is not going to fight for Taiwan. I don't buy it. I don't think so at all. Not for a minute. I think when China decides it's going to invade, whether that's five years from now, 10 years from now, or 20 years from now, when they decide, I think Taiwan itself will capitulate. I think Taiwan will say, let's have some type of written agreement that we will rejoin China under certain circumstances. And I think the Chinese government will accept those terms and will actually follow them for about 10 to 20 years then they will ignore them and just make Taiwan a part of China in any way they want, as, they, as they've done with Hong Kong. I think Taiwan will follow the Hong Kong model. They will have some form of agreement. The Chinese government will follow it for 10 or 20 years and then renege and say, you're part of China, shut up. And I think that's what's going to happen. And if, if America and the rest of the world are smart and savvy, America so far has not been, I hope the rest of the world is, they will do one of two things. They will either have enough pressure on China by isolating China so that they know China must keep and continue to provide the services we need, or we will do what the Germans have been trying to do, they have not been that good at it recently, is to create their own industries to be able to survive in case China cuts them off. That has to be the answer for us, uh, because I don't think we're going to fight for China, Taiwan at all. I think we do not have that, and we will not do that. That's my opinion. Was that at least clear? I know you may not have liked that, that answer, but I hope it was at least- clear.
2: Well, uh, you and I are pessimists. Um, I just want to say you mentioned Germany. Um, China allows Germany to have a surplus with them, whereas every other country, including ours, of course, has a deficit. So yes. uh, the Germans are allowed to uh, prosper and grow their economy because correct. Uh, they are not into heavy debt as the rest, much of the rest of the world is to China.
1: Correct. Yes. And that's why I brought up Germany. You're exactly correct. Germany oh has a better relationship with China right now anyway. And that happened uh, probably since World War I. World War II is when that began to happen. They had, they had a better relationship with China, and they still do. So, yeah, I think you're right. So Germany is trying to do the right thing. They may be able to. We should probably copy some aspects of that in our country. It'll be different because we're not Germans, but there are ways we can try to copy parts of that in our economy too. 100%.
2: Well, in closing, uh, I'm pessimistic. Uh, They say the 20th century was the American century. I'm very concerned that uh, as we go deeper into the 21st, uh, alas, it's going to become the China century. I'm very, very uh, pessimistic. I'm just very, uh, just down that it uh, could turn out to be uh, that, and it'll be that uh, calamitous. It's going to be bad.
1: Well, here's what I would say. If you're correct and the 21st century becomes the century of China, it will be our, meaning as Americans, our fault. We will have let it slip through our hands if that happens. I hope you're wrong, my friend. I hope that you and I, 20 years from now, people are pointing their finger and laughing at us and telling how silly we were. I hope that happens.
2: Okay, thank you. Very good. You're very good. I I, uh, am not libertarian. I'm very, very conservative, uh, but uh, you're a good person, and I, I wish you and your family well.
1: Thank you, my friend. The same to you. All right, bye. Happy New Year. So I'm glad Keith called. That was a little bit off our topic, but it was also on our topic. He was following what I was talking about. The idea that I will go one step further for New York State. There are other states that are growing past us, not just China. Of course, China. Keith is correct. Of course, China. I'm going to go even Tennessee and Florida and Texas. They are taking our people. They are taking our money. They are taking our pensions. So, even within America, New York is losing. This is not a good plan. This is not a good idea. We have to be able to do more than one thing at the same time. Just have to. I will absolutely grab your chat. You guys give them comments. I will cover them right after you come back from the break. Larry Sharp, our free solution. W Y S L W A C K. Back after the break.
0: Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whenever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations.
2: A free solution.
1: Yes, happy post-Christmas for those of you who celebrated and soon to be Happy New Year. It is coming soon, absolutely. So as the new year comes, I hope you start thinking about some resolutions. One of them should be To pay more attention to me. Yes, it should be. You should be following me on Larry Sharp. A free solution. Sharp way and all the cool things that I'm doing. Absolutely. Here today with you. W-Y-S-L-W-A-C-K. A free solution. Thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. I do want to grab a bunch of your comments. A lot of you have been commenting a lot about this. Avi brings on. He says, sadly, I don't think Eric Adams who is the new, soon-to-be-new mayor of New York City. He says, can stop this train wreck that has become New York City. He seems to have no issue with VAX mandates, and even if he has good ideas of bringing back business and that antagonize the police, he will get resistance from the majority of city council since they love the woke left lunacy. New York City is a failed city. It pains me to say this as someone who lives here and so much of my life here. Avi, I was hoping when Adams won, that what you were saying is not true. However, it is looking like you are correct. If you see what Eric Adams is saying, he is in no way pushing back at all. He is jumping on board completely with every single thing that de Blasio was saying and that Hochul was saying. And again, I'm going to say something that's going to drive some of you nuts. Most of it? is because they think Trump's going to run in 2024 and Trump is in the control 2022. The one thing that unites the left more than anything else is Trump. Without question. And you know it, Avi. As soon as they say, everybody's Trump, the left gets together, forms United Front, and like, we're all one. We got to stop the evil one. That is exactly how they think. And I feel like that's happening. I I don't have evidence of that. This is my emotion. Please take it any way you like. It is my emotion, how I feel it is happening, that you're finding Tish James not running. De Blasio supporting Hochul. Eric Adams supporting both De Blasio and Hochul. All Democrats all of a sudden being besties. And if you go back five months, they weren't besties. Now they're all besties. And Cuomo's quiet, not a word, silent as a mouse, nothing. Are they talking about all the Cuomo stuff? No. Tish James is not talking about beating up Cuomo. She's talking about beating up Trump. So you might be right, Avi. Again, I, I don't mean to be a downer after Christmas. I mean, Keith was kind of a downer, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. Avi, kind of a downer, doesn't mean you're wrong. I would like us to be more positive. But I do see a little bit of issues, a little bit of worry. I do. absolutely. So I think we have to worry about that. There is something to be con to be considered, to be worried about. Now, why do I say that? People talk about fighting. I get it. I'm not against fighting. I just don't want to fight for fights for fighting's sake. I want to fight smart. I don't want to throw our troops into a meat grinder. They just get chewed up and thrown out. We've been doing that for years. And what's happening is people are leaving our state. They're realizing they can't win the battle and they're walking away. I want to try to fight this in a smart way. I want conversion. I want to stop taking people and all the troops who are on the establishment side and bringing them to us. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do that. I hope that's the case. So that's what I'm trying to do. Logic Win says I play Civilization as well, Larry. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, for those of you who play these types of games, it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Um, Brandon says your radio house host sounds so cool. Uh, can I please hang out with him, Brandon? I, I I I love my engineer. I agree. Yes, he sends me texts and pictures of all his cool stuff. So yeah, I guess you and I together will go hang out at his house one day. We won't let him know. We'll just stop by knocking on the door and say, we're heading to the basement. You can keep eating dinner. We'll be in the basement. If you want to bring us something, be cool. We'll do that. We'll just, we'll bring Cots. We'll just sleep in his basement. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Teasing you. Yes. (laughs) All right, yes. All right. Um, Nate says, your story reminds me of the broken window fallacy. It's easy to see the resources wasted on war when you imagine what those resources could have done had they been able the to breaking stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a valid point, right? Wouldn't you rather be spending that time and energy? You know, I'm gonna bring up Keith again, to Keith's point. Why aren't we making more patents, right? Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we putting more, you know, kids into entrepreneurship to create cool things? Why aren't we doing that? Think about how many of those Marines, soldiers, and sailors who were either mentally and or physically broken over there or died or mentally or physically broken over there, who now when they come back, they're not going to be that person. They're not going to be that awesome person anymore because they've been broken. Now, can they recover? Maybe, and some of them will. But it's going to take years for them to recover. What if it's 10 years from when they got broken to when they recover? That's 10 lost years. that They could have been doing something great. We've lost it. That's a real big issue. Joe says, Larry Shaw for governor in New York Democrat Party at primary. I actually would consider running in a Democratic primary if I thought had any chance of making impact. I would, even getting in. There's no way the established Democrats would let me in. I would love to run that primary. I mean, there's no way I'd win it. I get that. I'm I'm very aware there's no way I win a Democratic primary. I got it. But man, would I run in one? Yes, Abs- knowing that I would lose just to get on debate stage with a bunch of them. 100% yes, Joe, I would do it eagerly. Knowing I would get my butt kicked in the primary, I would still do it, 100%. So yes, I do appreciate that, absolutely. So Shauna says, if you don't align with their agenda, they don't want you voting or speaking out because you're a threat to them. If you don't align with their agenda and speak out, you may wake, this- wake up the sleepy and destroy what's been set in motion years ago. Shauna, that sounds conspiracy, but there is some reality to what you're talking about. It's not. And we should, in my best case, we should believe that's complete garbage and total conspiracy. You and I know we don't. We are in a world that is very scary. And so many things that were hoaxes are found out to not be hoaxes. It's true. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. Happy New Year. I hope you had a good holiday season. I will see you all next year. Thank you guys.